You're listening to a podcast produced by Kayama Community Radio. Hello and welcome to Path to Wellness. I am your host, Liama Aisha. Today we will be discussing mindfulness with Chris Tinsley. We may just get a few tips on how to be more mindful in our everyday. Hi, Chris. How are you today? Hi, Liama. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm pretty good. What inspired you to become a mindfulness mentor? Uh, That's a good question. And the honest truth is that I did not come to this work because my mind was calm and zen and peaceful. I actually came to this work because I was an overthinker with a very busy mind that often uh, veered towards self-doubt and looking for problems. And I learned how to manage my own mind first, and it changed my life so much that, you know, I wanted to share it with others. Sounds fantastic. So what did you find to help you uh, stop that noise in your mind? Well, the first thing to know is that it's pretty normal. And that was a big relief in itself. And also that I did not have to take those thoughts seriously. I learnt a thing that the technical name is thought diffusion. Okay. And that's separating myself from my thoughts or knowing that they're separate to me. And, you know, we go deeper into that during the course and during the lessons. But that in itself, once you really master that, it really is life-changing not to take those thoughts so seriously. So I guess that means, you know, the reaction to thoughts is, is not as strong or you can, you can mitigate that a little bit. Is that, is that what you mean? Absolutely. Yeah. And how do you help people that are new to mindfulness? Well, mostly I do deal with beginners and I deal with overthinkers and people that identify as having a busy mind. And they come thinking that that's just the way they are and nothing can be changed. But they're pleasantly surprised to learn there's practical tools and skills that they can learn to how to calm down that mind and to create some space from those thoughts. Yeah, I think that's very interesting that it is actually a skill to learn rather than something that people think is just natural for people. Exactly. And that's quite honestly my favorite part of it. If somebody was to go to piano lessons, you would expect yourself to be terrible at first and get better at learning the skill with practice. And it's exactly the same thing. If you're not good at managing your mind, you can start as a beginner and get better and learn the skills. And what are some common misconceptions about mindfulness? Well, the one I just spoke about is the first one in that it's just the way you are and it can't be changed. So that's a common misconception. The other one is that uh, most people think mindfulness is meditation. And the two can overlap. We can do some meditation in, in our mindfulness classes, but mindfulness in itself is not meditation. It is being present, uh, knowing what is currently happening without judgment in a curious, light-hearted way and observing those thoughts instead of being those thoughts. And how do you help people overcome these obstacles to their mindfulness practice? Well, the first obstacle is that people come 
expecting their minds to empty and to have a clear, calm, zen mind. I wish. Yes, don't we all? (laughs) I wish there was that little on or off switch. And unfortunately, that is not the case. Our minds are meant to be thinking and meant to have thoughts run through them, and that's perfectly normal. So once we get rid of that misconception that it doesn't have to be clear and empty, you can observe those thoughts as separate, and they don't have to have the same control over you, it's, it, people turn a corner when they come to accept that, that fact. And is there any specific techniques you might uh, give to a beginner who's never done mindfulness before? Well, my favorite one for kids and adults alike is the five senses. Okay. Coming back into the present moment by using your five senses. Mm -hmm. So we might just practice that now if that's all right with you. Oh, that'd be lovely. So you just kind of take a moment to center yourself, maybe take a nice deep breath in and a big relaxing exhale out. And then just look around at your surroundings and notice anything you can see, but really observe. Don't just list it off. Take some time to observe what's happening around you. And now notice anything you can hear, maybe close by and maybe further away. Anything you can smell, taste, Or feel maybe the clothes against your skin or your feet on the ground. And that's just a nice little pattern interrupt to stop the thoughts from being in future or past and brings you back into now, into the present moment. Yeah, that really does bring me back into my body. I really got that sense. It's not too difficult either. It's the simple, you can pull it out in sort of in the case of emergency, break glass. In the the case of emergency, use your five senses. You can do that anywhere, really, (laughs) sitting on a bus or anywhere. At traffic lights, in line-up, at the bank, you know, wherever. Do you suggest people try this daily or is it a thing you do once or how do you get people to do this in their daily lives? Absolutely needs to be done daily. Unfortunately, the job is never done. It's kind of like showering to keep clean. You need to just do a little bit each day. But like showering, it doesn't have to take up a whole lot of time. And it can be done, as we said before, like at traffic lights or waiting in line at the bank. It doesn't need to take up extra time. And yes, the five senses, use it, practice it as often as you can. Take some nice, deep, conscious breaths. Observe your thoughts instead of identifying with them. All of these little tricks and tools that you can use often. And would you think once a day is enough or more? I mean, once a day is a great start, but once you get into the habit, then hopefully you would do it, you know, 10 times a day. As I said, it only takes 10 seconds or so. The more often you can do it, as in any practice, the better you're going to become. I guess the more that you can introduce it, the more it just becomes more natural. That's right. Becomes a habit. And I really love that because it's something that you can do as part of your day. I know with meditation, sometimes you're expected to sit for quite a while and and it, it becomes more of a stress. So true. And and it's often a real barrier that people think, I haven't got that 20 minutes to sit still in the morning. So they just procrastinate and put it off where with just, you know, being in the moment, observing, using your five senses, you can do that anytime. I love it. 
So I've heard that you are a massive fan of the 80s. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about that. Yes, that's uh, you've done your research there, I can see. You must have looked on my website. I am a big fan of the 80s. I love all things 80s. The daggier, the better. The music, the clothes, the the colours, I love it all. But when I really think about it, it really was a more mindful time. We didn't have the technology. We didn't have the hyper fast pace that we have these days. And you could allow yourself to be a little bored, which I think is important. And we have that downtime for the mind. So perhaps there's more method to my madness with my love of the 80s. Yeah, that's very true. We didn't grow up with that whole social media constantly being, you know, something that you're drawn to and looking at. That's right. We had that downtime for our minds and I think it's so important. And I do remember being bored, but I don't think that happens anymore. No, there's no such thing as boredom anymore, is there? No. Yeah. No, that's actually, I've never thought of it like that before. Yeah. And what drew you to the South Coast? Uh, We've moved here from Sydney uh, about a year ago and it's just a gorgeous part of the world, isn't it? Definitely. I was driving here today just looking up at those green hills. It's just so lush. And then you've got that on one side and the ocean on the other. And why would you want to live anywhere else? We're just loving it. And I really love the walks around here. I love the walks and incorporating mindfulness as part of the walks instead of having technology plugged in all the time. That's another wonderful way that you can be in the present moment in nature, calming the nervous system, calming the mind. It's beautiful. Yeah, that's one I like to use quite a lot. What would you offer your clients that come in through the door? Um, I run an eight-week course that is a structured course. We start off really knowing that beginners are coming through the door and the lessons build upon each other. Each week you'll learn something new that adds to the week before. And it's just a really beautiful progression to see people coming in stressed, overthinking, worried, nervous, all of the above. And by the end of the eight weeks, they're really learning how to calm down that overthinking mind. They're connecting with others in the course. They're knowing they're normal, which is a huge part of it. They can see around the room that everybody's in the same boat. That's That in itself is a big relief. And just then they go on to practice the mindfulness skills and it really is life-changing. It's interesting that quite a lot of people have these issues. Yes. When I tell people that I'm a mindfulness mentor and that I mainly teach overthinkers, I would say nine people out of 10 say, that's me. I'm an overthinker. It really is more common than you think. And we don't talk about it. So we think we're the only one, but it really is common and, you know, there's nothing wrong with you if you're an overthinker. It's the way the human brain works. Yeah. You, you can learn how to, you can learn how to train it out of that. And eight weeks is you see substantial change over that time. Yes, we see substantial change in that eight weeks. And it's great we're having these conversations, isn't it? It is. How can people find you? Uh, I do have a website, chrisTinsley.com. That's Chris with a double S and Tinsley with an A. And I'm on social media as well. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram. I post often mindfulness tips. I'll look out for that. Thank you. Thank you for talking to me today, Chris. It's been my pleasure. I really appreciated your time. Thanks, Liana. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Path to Wellness. Join us next time where we continue to explore complementary and integrative health practices. Till then, stay well 
and keep exploring your path to wellness. This podcast was produced by Kaima Community Radio.